Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. We're back for the second time. Um, Round two. Round two of uh, starting this. Hayden started going down all sorts of rabbit holes. So we both looked at each other like, what are you going on about? Let's just start again. <laughs> you, you, have, you know when you're like, if you're in the middle of the podcast, it's fine. But you know when you start it and you're like, oh, let's just stop. Start again. I've, uh, yeah, I've already started on a, on a terrible foot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you were going with it. Just going down all sorts of rabbit holes. Well, we hope you guys are well listening in wherever you are. Uh, if you're here in the UK, it's officially hit winter. Um, it hit us very. Br- I want to say it hit us abruptly this year. It was like fine, and then one morning I went outside and I was like, "That is cold." And yeah, now it's just miserable. I don't. It's well. I mean, where I am, it's pure sunshine. Um, yeah, I thought it did look quite temp- bright. The temperatures definitely dropped, but like I still think I was. I was saying to um my girlfriend yesterday that for October mm-hmm. it's still not that cold. Like. Oh, uh, November, no. sorry. It's and we dark. had a we it, we had a um, sixteen degree October, didn't we? Which is like unheard of. Mm. Um, wow, global warming. You just stumped me. I thought it was still pretty cold, but no. To be no, fair, you're right. It's it, what is what does suck is the is the um, light. Yeah, like obviously when it gets to four o'clock now, it's just pitch black. For all those of you that. I ha- like, I always feel really sorry for I say sorry for us. I'm really patronising, but I do feel sorry for people that work in offices where it's like you go to work in the dark, you sit inside, and then you come home mm. in the dark. It's like you literally get no light exposure. Quick tip for those guys: if you do work in an office like that, definitely suggest you get outside at your lunch break or try and sit near a window so you can get some light exposure. Otherwise, you could uh, feel the impacts of sad. Yeah, I've definitely, I'm, I must admit, I think I am starting year on year, starting to get more and more affected by that. Mm-hmm. I really do think I am. I think I'm going to, it's going to be hard because obviously I'm going to Bali in May. Are you? No, I don't know if anyone heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. That was just a really idiotic <laughs> move. That's me being nasty. I apologize. Well, for the first uh, January and February, I'm literally like, oh, gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get out somewhere else. Nah, it'll get, nah, because it gives you, <laughs> nah, uh, it gives you, um, it gives you something to be excited for in a way. Because like we used to always go <laughs> snowboarding in like the first week of January, so kind of you didn't really mind about like November and December and the crap weather and rah 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 because you had something to look forward to. If that makes sense, like you still got Christmas to look forward to. Yeah, January. I mean, you don't. When do you go March? Yeah. Where? No, May to Bali. Yeah, oh, that's, that's to be fair. Year, isn't it? To be fair. April, April though is is actually I've got two I've got two stag do's, a wedding, and a holiday in April, which is going to be carnage as well. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. And then I'll have a li- I'll so, have a little sprogling, so that'll be something exciting. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to be 
fully grounded in Heafield. Oh, um, goodness gracious. Quick, get me out. My, yeah, so my, my niece at the moment, I was saying to you yesterday, she's teething and, oh my, like twice last night she was screaming, um, all day yesterday. I've even, come, so I'm in a different room again because upstairs I'm like, this is the furthest room away from her where she will not scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but she's too. I've got a couple of years to grab. Matt, honestly, this is where I always say this, all of my friends that have kids and stuff or that are married, this is no offence to parents or people that are married. Um, they, they look older. Like the, my friends that have kids look older. Like our mates at football that have kids, they've got greys, even though they're like three years younger than me. They are starting to like lose their hair. They look like their skin looks more worn. I'm like, you look wrinkly, man. And I'm always like, oh, I don't think I look too bad for 31. And people are always like, oh, you don't look, th- you don't look 31. And now they're going to be like, oh, no, you look 42. <laughs> think of me, you, you're only dyeing your hair to cover the grey. Yeah, maybe I'll keep doing it. Just so no one knows. Um, if you did recede, would you get a hair transplant? This is one of the biggest questions we were, we were speaking about the other day. I would. No, not at all. Well, you just no. shave it. Bald. Just embrace it, yeah. I don't know, man. I like being out of style hair. But, mate, if you see on, if you see on, like, it's occasionally like TikTok and stuff, it comes up, and you'll literally see a guy go in, and he looks like 40, and then he has a hair transplant, and he literally looks 30. It takes 10 years off his face, <laughs> off his, like, visual appearance. It's mental. So, yeah, no, I, w- I, would, I would embrace it. Um, just. Yeah, to be that person. Mm, controversial there, Jeff. But if you're obviously, I mean, there's the, don't quote me the exact study, but <laughs> if you're getting like receding hairline stuff like that, like it's probably you've got high testosterone and stuff, you know, embrace that fact, get in the gym, start pumping some iron, start it's, getting stacked. Um, oh, I can't remember what the hormone is that does it. Isn't it D... DH something, I want to say. I can't remember. Off Rings about head, yeah, um, and that's why you you get high levels of it when people take steroids, which is why a lot of people lose their hair if they take steroids or literally look. I mean, you know, I've noticed this a few a lot of people that I follow who do take steroids on Instagram, mate. They look worn as hell. Like they show pictures of them like when they hadn't taken steroids to when they had taken steroids, like for their competitions for their bodybuilding or whatever. And they literally look like they've packed on 10 years where their body is just like aged. Yeah, I mean, it must be, it's, it must be a lot of stress to the body, yeah. doesn't it? Like it, all of a sudden, like especially that um, muscle growth in a short space of time, your body's not. And you're, you're constantly juggling hormones. Like the whole time, it's just like a juggling game, I presume, of just like trying to keep, make sure that your hormones are where you want them to be and not too far one way or too far another. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Well, today, anyway, guys, we'll get, we'll get off the question of steroids, receding hairlines and going bald, and we'll get on to the more important things. Um, but you know what? A lot, of, um, a lot of women dig the bald men look. You know, you've got people like Jason Statham. And that's the Rock. The Rock. I was like, that's it. Vin Diesel. You know, there's some, there's some bad boys in that world who have bald hair. So, um, yeah, and I'm sure there's women listening to this a lot. Am I the bald guy? So... You know what? Maybe we'll embrace it. But today we're gonna the thing. Oh, go on. I was just literally about to say though. I was like, it definitely it's 
it's your not like you personally, but it depends on your personality, doesn't it? It's like I think if, for example, I I, I really couldn't care less. Like I, I literally go to the hairdressers and they're like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Whatever you think's good." I'm like, this is how I usually have it, but just go with it. And they're like, is that too short? I'm like, worst case scenario, the hair's going to grow back. I was like, just go for it. Oh, no, nah, mate. I'm like, I'll show them pictures. I'll be like, I want a zero to here. Then I want it like bald faded, but I want like a bit of weight left through the top there on the side. <laughs> I know like inside <laughs> out. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that maybe that is why. Maybe that's why, because I am very like conscious of, I suppose to say I'm quite self-conscious. So that's, yeah, maybe why I'm a bit like, ooh. But there we go. Anyway, moving on. We're going to talk about Christmas. And <gasps> I know, so I know, man. It is only halfway through November as well. Um, I well wanted to watch a Christmas film at the weekend, but my other half was absolutely adamant that you can't watch it till December. Oh, Do you know what? This Yeah, this year, I, I, I'm usually that person where I'm like, look, I, I love Christmas, but let's just get to December. But this year, because it was such a uh, a nightmare last year, wasn't it, with depending mm. on where you were in the world. COVID and whatnot. I think I'm just like, do you know what? Just go for it. Yeah. I'm literally like, Christmas is an amazing time because everyone in good good spirits, everyone in good mood. It's only like six weeks away. Fantastic. Can't wait. <laughs> Excellent. Should we go Winter Wonderland? I think we should. Oh, I thought I'm actually going. Oh, okay. Screw you then. Um, I'll go again. <laughs> Don't. Are you going with the football? Who's going to football? Oh no, that was what George had shot out. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, off, on the eleventh. No, I've off got. Top of I've, yeah, I've, no, I've got a lad's thing on the eleventh. Uh, Christmas do, Christmas do. Let's um, let's. So yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk about Christmas because Christmas is a time of year when people put on weight. Pretty much, it's pretty consistent. Is for the most part, everyone leaves Christmas being quite a few pounds heavier, and that's because something like on average on the Christmas day you consume, isn't it like six thousand calories are consumed on average? Yeah, like five or six or something. That's a hefty, hefty amount. But we've probably all been there and probably all done it. I mean, but to be fair, where are they putting that number from? Like, who's yeah, that- who's tracked their calories on Christmas Day and then reported it to the to the like governing body? A secret shopper that yeah. goes into everyone's house and it's like, oh, that was six hundred calories. That's 6, I, I, and the thing is, is that if they did it via recall, well, recall's not going to be very accurate anyway. Because like, can you really recall like what you exactly had? But I think the. The thing is, it's not only the Christmas dinner, it's the alcohol that you drink, it's the sweets that you pick at. It's like, that is probably quite easily able to top up to five, 6,000 calories because most people probably drink about 2,000 calories of alcohol. So when you think of it only being about three to 4,000 calories of food, big Christmas dinner, makes sense. But what we want to do is talk about navigating it from a point of weight loss because when it comes to Christmas, and you are on a weight loss journey, as it were, it can seem daunting. You know, you're ultimately going into a scenario where there's a lot of social events. You've got like a lot of Christmas uh, parties happening now. Obviously, now we're kind of out the other side of COVID. Um, you've got obviously seeing family, friends, alcohol, festivities, all these good social things. Time. Yeah, all these good things. And you don't want to miss them. No one wants to miss them. Crikey. And I think you kind of get a bit of a, I want to say you get a bit of a split in the fitness industry. You get some people that are like, you can still make progress, you've got to do this. And then there's other people like, screw it, it's Christmas, don't give a sausage about it. So I think personally it all comes down to the individual because having the screw it mentality might not be smart for some people because they might completely find that it it kind of like gets them a little bit lost uh, in reality almost. And then obviously some people like to have that little bit of control and 
we're going to talk to you today basically about different ways that if you want to kind of be diligent around your Christmas, how you can still make progress across Christmas and enjoy yourself, basically. Yeah, I've got a theory. Like <laughs> Here he is. Yeah, this this is no way scientific. This is Hayden Rolf's theory. Okay. So I think because, like, for exactly like you just said, this is their reasons. When it comes to Christmas, people are like loads like marketing right you go into supermarkets and like the marketing is incredible like they've got all of the best sweets like the um celebration boxes like everything mm-hmm. in front of you like it's really hard to navigate around the the shops without actually wanting to buy something but i think there's a huge association with christmas being a time of celebration which obviously it is but it's also i think in some people's minds um a time where you just eat and drink and socialize and absolutely you should like i think that's what um that's what we will make it to be but because people have this mentality of a divide between good food bad food on plan off plan and i think for the majority of people that they are so stuck in that on plan off plan um, mentality that you instantly even when it hits december you associate the month of december as being off plan and typically when you are off plan you don't do any of the normal habits that you know truly make you successful. It's kind of like you've given yourself a hall pass to just eat whatever you want in uh, endless quantities for that whole month. And then it gets to January and you're like, well, you know, January's on the corner, new year, new me, my new year's resolution, I am going to um, change my life, all of these things. So I think as soon as you, as soon as you go into that December with that mentality of like, right, I'm off plan in December, You've just given yourself that um, that clearance to be able to do what you want yeah. when it doesn't really need to be the case. Yeah. And this is what we're going to kind of explain a little bit today about how like you can absolutely still achieve your fat loss goals through the net month of December and be in a much, much better, uh, better position than if you were just to have this screw it mentality. Like I'm going to take December off and start again yeah. in January. Like I was going to say, you think about it, like what we'll, we'll get into in a second is like actually in December, how many of those, like, how many of how many days in December do you really have a social event? Like, it's definitely going to be higher than other months, mm-hmm. but you're not talking like 31 days straight, are you? No. And I think that's where people go, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. It's where people go wrong. People see December as, uh, it, December basically just turns into like a massive overconsumption month. And it's like, like, enjoy like it depends on you break up like i'm i'm always like look christmas day, christmas eve christmas day boxing day just totally enjoy it just kind of ad lib enjoy it food drink all the festivities but it's like that's three days of december and then maybe you got a, like a party or two there that's five days it's like it shouldn't be four weeks and this is where people are like oh my god over christmas i put on so much weight and it's like because we go into this with this mentality of exactly like you said it's like no, no, December is just a write-off. Like, I'm just going to completely like enjoy it. I'll worry about it come January. And it's like, we're not saying don't enjoy Christmas. We're saying that, like, enjoy Christmas, but just remember that Christmas and the festivities are probably only, you know, five to seven days that you have all these festivities. You know, maybe you have a week of them. There's still three weeks around that that you can still have more goal focus orientated decisions that are going to help keep you on the path towards your goals. That's all. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think like there's, there's so many things that you can do. And as well, going back to that association of being off plan, like it's not just nutrition as well, for the most part. Usually for people, it's like, okay, I'm no longer looking at what my steps do. 
I'm no longer going to go to the gym X amount of times that I usually go. You basically completely break all of your habits that you have um, that you know are going to lead you towards success. So just just because December typically will be a more calorie dense month, like it's okay to have a more calorie dense month that you can still have a a more calorie dense month and be successful. But it doesn't mean that you need to then be completely like writing off your (coughs) whole schedule, like um, focusing on your small habits, like steps and all of those things. But one of the like, I'm kind of just diving straight into it here. But one of the main things that I think is, is key is to know what your December is like personally, like know what your, like your schedule is. So, if I already open up my diary and I look in December, I know every single weekend through straight through to Christmas, I have something on. I know that I'm going to um, Berlin for three days uh, towards the end of Christmas or closer to Christmas. And like, again, it's like I'm starting to really calculate in my head, like how many days I've actually got where I have things going on. And then once you understand what your December looks like, what your month looks like, you can just reverse engineer everything. And I think people get so stuck. And if you're obviously in our community, uh, you're in the academy, you know this isn't the case. And we we are we preach this massively. It's like stop looking at your calories from just a daily perspective. Stop looking at your calories being okay. Today I was um, on track with my calories. Yes, I was off track. Today I was on track. Yes, I was off track actually start to really um, think about your calories from a weekly perspective. So I could easily just sit there and be like, okay, right, Hayden, what do you have on in the first week of December? Oh, cool. Okay, you only have one event on. Okay, what does that one event look like? Well, it's um, beer um, and a curry with the football team. Okay, well, how many calories is that probably looking like? Well, okay, let's be on the safe side, maybe like four or 5,000 calories. Okay, so what's your weekly calories? Well, your weekly calories is X amount. Take away the 5,000 from that one Saturday event and divide the rest of the calories by six. Yeah. And then that's what the rest of your daily calories need to be. So say for a numerical example, say his calories 20,000 across, across 21,000 across the week. Hayden had 3,000 calories a day. He takes those 5,000. That leaves him with 15,000 for the rest of the week, which pretty much leaves him at like 20, around 2,100 each day. And that just makes it so much more easier, doesn't it? Because you're like, okay, cool. So yeah, okay, my calories aren't as high as they were. Like they were three, they're now 2,100. But I'm able to still lose, continue to lose the body fat that I wanted whilst also able to celebrate, drink some beers and have a curry. Like that's like a win-win. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and at no point as well, like there's a couple of things that happens. Number one, I can go into that event pretty stress-free. Yeah. Like I've got a big amount of calories to play around with. Like, am I going to get it perfect? Of course yeah. I'm not. Like, might I go over? Potentially. But if I've saved myself 5,000 calories for that event, like, it's, I'm going to have to do a, a pretty big job to go over that, um, which is doable, <laughs> which is absolutely doable. But at least I've, like, um, I've kind of, like, eliminated the risk a lot, haven't I, mm-hmm. through doing that yeah. kind of thing. And I think one of the things that we struggle with is emotional eating because we are very emotional-driven creatures, a lot of us. And by relieving or relieving, alleviating that stress in those situations, you're not allowing yourself to be overwhelmed with the motion of stress, anxiety, frustration, because you're going to experience all those things. If you don't have a plan when you go into there, you're going to be anxious as to what to choose and be worried about it. 
You're going to be frustrated if you finish the evening and you're like, oh my God, I don't know how many calories I had. I went so far over. And then you're also going to be <clears throat> also going to be completely kind of overwhelmed with the choices and everything that's going on. And it's probably going to lead you to make more of a kind of like stuff it mentality in that in that moment and be like, oh, whatever, like I'm just going to enjoy myself and not think about it. It's like it just eradicates all of that chance of emotions driving your actions because you've already done the logical setup beforehand. So you can literally go in, have beers, have a curry. You haven't even got to think about it because you've already done the logical work beforehand. And that's why I think people always kind of get a little bit lost in is it's like, oh, you know, it takes so much time. And you're like, but like, you've got to have this trade-off somewhere. Like you spend 20 minutes just kind of working out what your calories are and what you're going to have for the rest of the week on the Sunday, as it were, before the following weekend. And it's like, you've just then spent 20 minutes to then enjoy yourself and have a completely stress-free week, not be worried a week running up to it, not be stressed at the event, have a bit of a, you know, how many times have people, and we've probably had it, Hayden, how many times people said they go on holiday and they didn't enjoy their holiday because they were constantly worried about what they were eating. They didn't enjoy the social event because they didn't drink because they were trying to lose weight. Like you can do all those things. 20 minutes for the freedom and the the stress uh, or the reduce, reduced amount of stress that you will experience is 100% worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And then you can literally just replicate that through the rest of the month. Um, know know what your typical uh, December is like in terms of like uh, what your Christmas is like, sorry. Because we did a, every single year, we always do a training in the size our academy where we basically get everyone to get their diaries out. We've got their calories in front of them and we help them map out exactly what their personal December wants to look like. But through doing this, like, we've noticed like some people will literally have like five, six, seven events through the whole of December, which obviously means their calories, they've got to them way up in their head. Okay, what am I trying to optimize here in December? Am I trying to optimize as much fat loss as possible? Or am I actually going to try and optimize a bit more uh, of a social life? Um, Give myself a little more flexibility and freedom, which still doesn't mean, by the way, you need to uh, forget about your calories. Like, for the most part, you're probably, if you're, if you're on any kind of fat loss journey and you're probably in some sort of like 15 to 20% deficit, maybe even more. Now, you don't have to be in a 15, 20% deficit. You might just say in December, and these are the things that we talk to our clients about. You might just say in the whole month of December, I'm going to actually just sit in a 10% deficit the whole of December. That gives me more calories to play around with every single day. And it gives me more calories to bank for these events that I have uh, leading forward. So this is exactly what we talk to our clients about. And we say, well, what does your Christmas look like? If you are someone that literally um, does just have uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and that's pretty much it for you, then you probably don't need to change your calories too much. Like you, you can easily bank enough calories throughout the whole month to allow you to have whatever calories you want on those days. But for those people that do actually have much more events going on, like myself, I have to have that honest conversation with myself and say, well, do you know what? What is my priority through this month? Because I can easily get back to optimizing fat loss as much as possible when it gets to like January, February. And this isn't me saying, oh, I'm, ha- I'm having that mentality of like, oh, do you know what? Forget about December. I'm just saying I don't need to maximize my results as much as possible in December because I know it's a time for social events. I know it's a time for going out and enjoying my life. So I'm much, much happier to sit closer to maintenance level, maybe even just a 5 10% deficit than trying to strive for a 20 to 25% deficit each day. Mm. 
and it just gives you gives you a lot more uh, freedom to play play around with your calories. Yeah, it's like the main thing about it is just ultimately understanding your expectations. Like it doesn't have to be like we said at the beginning this complete month where you're like, nah, don't, nah, just like screw it, I'm off track. Like you literally can have the best of both worlds. Like there's no if ands or buts about it. It takes yes a little bit of organizing, but then once you've done that, that's it. You can literally just go ahead and enjoy it. Have some great social events, have a great Christmas day, boxing day, Christmas Eve, whatever it is, but also still at the end of December, be like, Oh nice. I'm still like down like a couple of pounds. Awesome. Perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like, I'm literally down a couple. And even if, and I always say this, I'm like, even if worst case scenario you maintain, I'm like, that is still a huge win. Think back. When have you ever managed to maintain your weight over Christmas? No one managed to maintain their weight over Christmas for the most part. I'd argue 90% of the country doesn't. So the fact that even if you maintain where maybe things to- didn't totally go your way, not a problem. And this is where it also probably comes down to, I'd argue managing your expectations if you are on low calories already. Like if your calories are on the lower end, you've also got to manage your expectations and also manage what's going to be real. You know, If your calories are down at like 1,400, is it going to be realistic for you to like reduce them down to 1,100 for a whole month? Not from a point of view of like it's going to break your metabolism and all that stuff. That stuff is completely myth anyway. But from the point of view of that, how easy is it going to be for you to adhere to 1,100 calories? And you're like, well, probably not, you know. What actually might bear is exactly what Hayden said. Actually, you know what? What we'll do is we'll, we'll actually reduce our deficit for the starters. Instead of 14, I'll actually sit at like you know maybe 1,700 calories. And actually, by the time you've done your equation, you might work out that, oh, actually, by the time I've done all my equations with that smaller deficit, my calories for the month just need to be 1,400 still. And you haven't even had to make any adjustments to your calories. You just got to understand that you're like, oh, the rate of fat loss might be a little bit slower, but that's because it's Christmas and that's okay. I'm still going to make some progress. It's not like I'm not going to make any progress. I've just had to manage my individual situation and my scenario in the best way, shape or form. Mm. Yeah. Um, and now moving into like kind of the, the <coughs> food side of Christmas and i Already, so at the moment we're running um, this 30-day challenge, giving people a bit of a sprint in education before it gets to Christmas. And uh, I had a few questions yesterday surrounding about actually navigating certain foods when it comes to Christmas. And they were really, really, really shocked on my answer um, when I was telling them, like, do you know what? Like, don't, like, don't deprive yourself of absolutely anything. And it probably goes back to uh, previous podcasts that we've done about, you know, if you deprive yourself of set foods, like your cravings are probably end up going to be higher. And then when that food becomes available in your life, which it will at some point, you are so much more likely to then go over the top and consuming um, like an endless amount of calories of that set item. But when it comes to all of these Christmas foods, like mince pies was this uh, specific one in the office. Love it. When yeah, someone asked, they were saying like, how when it gets to Christmas, how do I navigate around the mince pies? And I said, well, do you like mince pies? They're like, absolutely love them. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I'm like, so why would you try and stop yourself from consuming them? Like mm. literally just make it accountable part of your life. Yeah. And we're, we've probably said somewhere on the podcast before, like we're, we're big advocates of, you know, having this kind of balance of uh, nutrient dense food to non-nutrient dense food. So having a kind of like 30, uh, 70, 30 split or 80, 20 split where like 70% of your calories is nutrient dense, 30% is from whatever you like, or even 80-20. Uh, but you know what? Maybe for, maybe just for Christmas, it's more of a 60-40. 
And this doesn't mean that this is going to be long term. Like, it's not like, okay, you're going to do 60, 40 for the rest of your life. You might only do 60, 40 on set days. Mm. You might just say, I only go to the office on Monday and Friday. And every time I go to the office on Mondays and Fridays, there's cakes, there's all of these foods. So you might actually just say, do you know what? I'm going to try and optimize for 60% of my calories this day to be from nutrient dense and then 40% to be from whatever I like. And that 40% can, can, can be mulled wine, mince pies, um, mulled cider, <coughs> mulled cider, chocolate <coughs> log. <laughs> Man, I'm a massive fan of Christmas cake. I love it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, but like Christmas cake, I even didn't realise how calorie dense it is. Mate, hench. <laughs> like, yeah. really dense. <clears throat> there we go. Um, so yeah, you like, don't ever feel like because you're getting to this Christmas phase as well. And I know I've said it before on a podcast before, and it's one of, I, I hate it. I hate, hate, hate when people say, I'm trying to be good. I can't have that because I'm trying to be good. When you say that you're having this association with being on plan, off plan, mm. because when you're good, you're not having that food. But when you're bad, you're having that food. It, yeah. it creates this mindset um, around a negative relationship with food. So please, please, please don't be this person through Christmas. Make this promise to me now as you're listening to this. You're not going to be this person through Christmas that's going to say, I'm trying to be good. I can't eat that. Just make it accountable. Like perfect example is um, one of my friend's mums um, was saying that she's, uh, she, uh, I was speaking to my friend on the phone and, and I, I heard him shouting and she was, he was at her house and she said something about going for coffee with her friend on so-and-so day. And um, he was then telling me about how I'll like, because obviously they know I'm a nutritionist. I end up getting that conversation all the time about food and stuff like that. But he was saying to me, he was like, oh, she does my head in because every single week she always complains about how she's got to go for a coffee with Sandra on a, on a Monday. So, um, and she's, she's trying to be good. She's trying to lose weight. So she can't, you know, eat that cake that Sandra always has, but ultimately she ends up giving in. So she has it. And the rest of the days are right off the classic dieting thing. Yeah. We can probably all relate to that at some point in our life. But I was, I was even just saying to him, like, just why doesn't she just allow a certain, like, it's like, if you know you're going for a coffee every single Monday with your girlfriend, um, whatever you're doing, why, and you know there's going to be a temptation of cake or something there, why don't you just always allocate a portion of your calories for the day to that set item, that set event? Yeah. Because you've still got the rest of the day to be able to have nutrient-dense food. It's just that one scenario there. Just that one scenario doesn't then mean, need, need to mean that the rest of your day needs to look like that as well from a, a, a nutritional density standpoint. So... Don't be that person over Christmas. Like, make sure you absolutely enjoy your favorite foods. Mm. Otherwise, you're just um, fighting with the you're fighting them with the willpower, your willpower and discipline. And ultimately, depending on how good your willpower and discipline is, it's not going to last that long because it's just uh, it's just temptation everywhere. You know, there's there's mince pies at work. There's people eating it around you. Like, you're you're not going to survive. And also, you're also causing like social friction because the fact that you're like, oh, I can't have that. I'm being good. We all know how that ends up. Someone's like, oh, but it's just one. Just have one, Sandra. It doesn't matter. And then eventually it turns into like eight. And it's like, actually, if you did just have one, it would have probably just stayed at one. But because you have one, and then it's like, once you pop, you can't stop with the Pringles. It ends up being like, oh, we'll have had one, I'll have another one. And that's also then what the kind of cascade effect that can happen if you try and hold back too much. Like with everything, you know, you try and avoid something and then 
eventually, like all the people that do dry January and then eventually just make up for it in February, that kind of thing. Um, and also what I'd, one thing as well is, is the buffet effect. So whenever you go to Christmas parties, this is another thing, don't stand by the food and be like, oh, what I'll do is I'll just like pick it a couple of bits because you don't know what your portion size is by picking it a couple of bits. The best piece of advice I could ever give and I always give to everyone whenever you go to any form of party, any form of social event where you've got ultimately like party food and that, get a plate and build a portion size for you because that way you can see categorically in front of you what you're eating, what the portion size is. If you stand by it, you know, talk in and just have a spring roll here, have a chicken drumstick there, have a sausage roll there, have a couple of carrots dipped in hummus there. Like that's how your calories and your, your food amount tops up quite easily. And because you can't see how much you've had, you don't know. Um, there's a really interesting mm. study where they had like two groups. One group, they left the plates there. One group, they took the plates away. The group that had the plates taken away consumed on average, it was something like 700 more calories. Like on average, because they couldn't see how much they were eating. Whereas the people that had their plates left there, they were like, Jesus, I've had like five plates now. I should probably stop. So always get yourself a plate and portion your food. Don't just sit by the buffet and just like snack because that's a surefire, easy way just to rack up calories as well. Just a little kind of side tip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, perfect. Um, so the last bit that I, I wanted to kind of go over to say, unless you had any additional bits, Ryan, no, was... Um, was I, I briefly spoke about it at the beginning about maintaining your habits through um, December. So just because maybe it may be a maybe it may be a more calorie dense month, maybe um, it doesn't mean that that needs to be that needs to reflect the rest of your um, habits. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden you think okay, higher. Cal- calories equates to uh, me being off plan equates to me not doing my steps works at all of those things like make a non-negotiable for yourself and again this goes back to knowing what your december is like like and what your schedule is like but the reason why most of us end up quote unquote falling off plan or um steering further away from our goals is because our reality changes And our reality no longer meets what our expectations are. So this is why I always say you must know you. You must know your month. You must know what your life is looking like. Because I see it so often where people come into, um, they've had November where they've had no events on whatsoever. They've been able to go to the gym five times a week. They've been able to hit their steps consistently, getting 10 to 12,000 steps every single day. Um, They're always cooking for themselves. And all of a sudden they move into December, but they haven't really thought about how November is always so much different to December. So their expectations in December is that they're still going to hit five sessions a week. They're still going to do their 10 to 12,000 steps. They're still going to cook for themselves every single day. But when that inevitably doesn't happen because it doesn't meet a match reality, they have that sense of failure. They feel like they've failed. They feel like there's no point continuing. And this is where they then get into that mindset of like, oh, well, I can't be successful in December, I'll just start again in January when my schedule's back to normal again. Where it's like, okay, well, actually, knowing yourself, like, does that mean your habits have to completely shift? Maybe you were doing 10 to 12,000 steps through, through the whole of November, but it's not actually possible for you to do that in December because of whatever's going on. So can you create a non-negotiable for yourself and say like, okay, well, I can't do 10 to 12, but I can do seven to eight. So I'm just gonna always make sure that I never go below 7,000 steps and that is my non-negotiable there. 
another habit that it might be is like, okay, you might create yourself like this eating out rule where you're saying, I'm going to absolutely give myself the freedom and flexibility to go out whenever I want um, and eat the foods that I want, but I'm never going to eat out twice in one day. I'm always going to go only going to eat out once. So the other two um, meals that I have in the day are going to be cooked by me. And again, it gives you that freedom and flexibility. You have to make sure your reality is always meeting your expectations because as soon as there's a mismatch from there, that's where you get that sense of fa failure. So just because, again, December may be different to what your normal schedule is like, make sure you're still moving around. Like the most important thing that you can ever do is keep the habit. And we've spoken about this before is like where, say, for example, for me, my steps have dramatically dropped like since I moved out of Brighton. Like I'm no longer in a city where it's actually it's, it's just pointless to drive a car because you'll probably get there faster walking. So I've always walked everywhere, whereas now I'm in the country and you literally have to walk 40 minutes to see civilization. Um, so it's, it takes a huge chunk of my day. So instead of me being like, okay, well, I just can't do the amount of steps that I do anymore. I'm still like, I'm going to keep the habit of getting up every morning and going out and doing my steps because it's, it's far, far more important for me to do the habit than actually to do the amount of steps that I'm looking to do. Because if I can keep the habit, there's going to be a time in my life where I can increase my steps again. But if I've kept the habit, it's so much easier for me to increase my steps rather than all of a sudden have to create this whole new habit again of me having to get up early and all of those things. So it can be the same for you with your gym workouts. Like, whereas before, you might have been able to go to the gym for an hour, an hour and a half. Just say to yourself, right, I'm going to dedicate 10 minutes to the gym, 20 minutes to the gym. Like, keep the habit of doing those tasks and that will set you up for so much more success, um, especially as you get into January. Because how many times have you um, sat there when it's got to that first Monday in January again and you're trying to recreate all of your old habits, getting up on your alarm again on all of those things? It's so, so, so hard. And a little, a little tip here that I always do is no matter, like, I don't change my alarms, no matter what it is, like, Saturday and Sunday, um, I try, if I can, to keep a, an alarm, a reasonable time of waking up, just because, like, if I break that habit, that, so everyone can probably relate to that Monday feeling of, like, oh, my God, it's Monday, like, it's 5.30 in the morning, like, I've got to go to work. But that's because you've probably broken the habit of not having that through the other, uh, like, Saturday and Sunday. And I'm not saying that you all of a sudden have to now set an alarm um, early in the morning, but it's just an example there of why I keep my habits the same of doing something because it makes it so much easier for me to actually um, navigate forward. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, so true. It's just you want you want to keep everything as simple as possible and keep it as normal as possible. Like, yes, there's going to be some days that that, but it, it for the most part, you know, it's it's that week of Christmas. Yeah, it's going to be different, and there might be a few social events, but. There's a few social events around every other week. So kind of keep your, keep your wits about you and you'll absolutely smash it. Side. Yeah. So a final practical takeaway for you all to do is first thing is sit down and look at what your December looks like. Look at how many events you have on from there. And then the second thing you can do is in the month of December, like especially, Stop looking at your calories from a daily perspective and start to actually look at them from a weekly perspective. So those 
weeks that you know you have these events on, make sure you bank higher calories those uh, days. And then for the rest of the days for that week, you've obviously got to reduce it to make sure that you know you're still in that weekly deficit. Second, uh, third thing, if you know that your uh, December is very, very, very social, maybe you are better off sitting in a five, 10% deficit rather than your normal 15 to 20% deficit. Like it all comes back to, again, knowing, knowing what it is like for you. And think about everything that you've previously done through Christmas with your mentality on dieting and start to identify those holes that you've had there before and how you can overcome them. Yeah, man. Yeah. And hopefully that gives you guys an outlook as to how to navigate Christmas and still be successful because you totally can. All our clients do. It is totally within your means and all it takes is a little bit of thought and you can literally cruise through Christmas, eat all the mince pies, drink all the mulled wine and mulled cider and still get results. Bam, bam. Bam, bam. Love that. Cool. Well, team, been a pleasure. Never a chore. Hayden, as usual, love to see you. Hey, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye.